and welcome to Minute 7 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And joining us again today is Jay. Hello. <laughs> I came back. You didn't, well, you didn't let me leave. <laughs> I keep that cellar in my basement for a reason. <laughs> so minute I've seven. started digging. I just don't know where to put the dirt. Can't find anyone. Good. Minute 7 starts with Danny saying it is a long way to dig. And it ends with a German starting to introduce themselves. So we get the ending of Danny and Willie's conversation. And we also get our first allusion to Big X. The Gestapo may or may not have gotten their hands on. Yeah, so again, I mentioned yesterday that Rob managed to pick, or you, you find some segment without Stephen Queen in. My great love of all cinema is Jurassic Park, which features Richard Attenborough. Again, you found a segment. Without Richard Attenborough in it. So again, really, you, you. you like you like Jurassic Park? I think I I've mentioned it. Uh, I think I, it comes up now and then in every conversation I have with anyone ever. So. I, I think you prefer Jaws. I, I, it's, it's okay. Jaws is okay, I guess. I mean, if you haven't got Jurassic Park, if you're looking at pre ninety three Spielberg work, then I guess Jaws would be up there. You have a future guest, Richard Kirkham, who will listen to this and shut the podcast off in rage. Uh, It's not even his favorite movie, so that's fine. (laughs) Um, What I found interesting is actually that that Danny doesn't say it's a long way to dig. He says it's a long ways to dig, meaning Charles Bronson is trying to show that his Polish character cannot speak English. Well, okay, Charles Bronson doesn't speak great. I mean, Charles Bronson didn't speak English as a primary language until he was in the military during World War II. No, he's okay, Lithuanian. But, but, he was, but he was born in Pennsylvania. Right, but he grew up speaking Lithuanian. Lithuanian in his house. Like, he joined the army in part to learn how to speak English. Also, he's, he's hitting the, his Vs very hard in his speech as well. So that's that again, yes. really like enunciating the, that he's not a, a native uh, English speaker. Yes. Again, it's, it's his like, character isn't. His character is Polish. Right. So it, it's, it, like, it, it, it's, it's like Gene Hackman in The Bridge Too Far, you know, where he plays a Polish uh, paratrooper. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for that one. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> All right. No, it's interesting that they mentioned the big X. They wish big X, big X was there. I mean, here they just got into the, the camp and, and they're, They've already seen who all 250 or 300 prisoners are. They know that Big X is not there. It's a little too quick for them to already know that information. Also, so, ah, I really hope this friend of ours gets captured by the Nazis <laughs> <laughs> and imprisoned with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, it makes your job a bit easier, but come on. Right, no, I mean, you, you can think of plausible reasoning for it. I mean, maybe maybe he was in the camp with them and, you know, he should have been on the the truck with them. And he wasn't. So therefore they said, okay, I guess he's not coming with us. I mean, there, you can think of, of, of different excuses, but it's just really funny that that's the first thing they say. Oh, too bad Big X isn't with us. <laughs> we have no direction without him. What are we supposed and, to do? Just mill around like chickens? And we have no idea what big, who or what Big X is. You know, unless, unless you've seen this movie before, you know it's Attenborough. But if you haven't, you know, they said, oh, I wish Big X was with us. Maybe this is, is a, you know, a tunneling uh, tool or something like that. 
<laughs> maybe it's a way to, to cut through the wire easier. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that it could be. It's um, Professor it, X from the X-Men. That's true. Awesome. So there's another with That's uh, very true. He'll hypnotize all, all the German guards, and you'll be able to quickly get out of there. Well, now I'm thinking, exactly. flashing back to yesterday, now I'm thinking of Patrick Stewart or McAvoy playing Big X in the remake. No, Patrick Stewart would, would if, I they, understand if they put him Patrick. here, he would... No, he would be Ramsey. Yes, absolutely, he'd be Ramsey. And Mac- McAvoy could McAvoy would be a good uh, Big X. I think. I think that would work. He can, he can mm-hmm. play like haunted. He can. Yeah. Like, when Big X arrives, he has the, the saddest eyes I've ever seen. Richard Attenborough have in the scene when he arrives. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think Mac- McAvoy would play that really well. That's a good idea. Yes, Tom. Let's remake this now. Let's go. Come on. Let's not. I think. I think <laughs> we should start keeping track of all this. <laughs> well, we, we've recast Deep Blue Sea a dozen times. I think yeah, with, sure. with so many different films. <laughs> um, right after this scene, it's really funny. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they they, they show them uh, opening and closing the the, the main gate. Yeah. And did, did you notice the way that the the soldiers walk there? They they have them march forward two steps and then three steps backwards. You know, in order to open, in order to move the gate, just really funny that the, you know they're they're synchronized. Uh, you get you get synchronized swimmers there. Well, you know, move back and forth. One side is and one side isn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I'm talking, on the right. I'm, I'm talking about the guys ahead. on the right. March forward, march back. Guys on the left, they're like, oh, uh, what we're doing? <laughs> exactly. It's like okay, these these uh, extras were told what to do, and these weren't. Well, the guys on the left need to be reprimanded because they are yeah. they haven't they haven't trained properly. I think. Right yeah. to the front. Yeah, to the Russian front. Zip to the Russian front. The guards at this camp, for the most part, it's a pretty easy gig, isn't it? Guarding. <laughs> well, we we discussed this last week. The fact that most of the guards look really bored. You know, they're they're not even close to their guns. You know, they're like let someone try to try to run away. It's, the, it's a bunch <laughs> of unarmed prisoners. Oh, yeah. There's dozens of us who keeping them in here. Yeah, yeah it's it's right. an easy job. Right. I mean, as as we see later on, they can really shoot anybody. They shoot at them, or or they miss. You know. <laughs> Some, some people get, well, a person gets shot. Okay, one person. But come on, he was he was such a, a, a target, even though he's living in a three-hour yeah. film. <laughs> in a three-hour war film. Yeah. Well, we get more people getting shot later in the movie, but only one That's person true. gets shot from the, by the guards here in the camp. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, oh, yeah. It's true. And then and then we get to see uh, right after that, it goes back to to Ramsey McDonald. You know, they're, they're just standing there waiting, looking around. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, the most you, British performance. Exactly. What are you waiting for? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're, we're waiting for someone to tell us what to do. You know. Well, and first you get Ramsey taking his, he's getting helped out of his jacket, and he's taking it off with such aggression that I just don't think we see with people getting helped out of their jacket anywhere else. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, maybe he doesn't want Mac to help him. He's like quite, happy, quite content to take his own jacket off, and then Mac starts to help him. Oh, God. He's just furiously trying to get away from him. Uh, but like, Mac just spends the whole film. I, I really like Mac as a character, but he's he's always like someone's assistant. He's like either yeah. Big X's or Ramsey's like second in command. He just so uh, maybe he's just like a, a hanger on. Right. I mean, we discussed this last week that that Tom Tom thinks that uh, that he's actually the XO, but I, I don't think so because if you look at their ranks, you see that McDonald uh, has is much lower ranked. Than, than, than a lot of the other characters. Uh, I think he's a first lieutenant. Uh, he's a, another a flight lieutenant. Flight uh, lieutenant, right? Uh, um, the same as the same as beloved Cavendish. Yeah. Uh, and, and Danny. Right. So I think he's he's more of a uh, an assistant than uh, than anything else. Even though he obviously also has a, a very uh, important job throughout the whole thing. Yes. Um, you know, he's he's intelligence. He's 
He's actually based on someone who actually uh, made it out alive. Someone named uh, George Harsh Jr. who lived until 1980. So he's a, he's a flight, flight lieutenant OF2. So to, to say that he's the XO is a problem because because Ramsey, for instance, is a group captain, which is an OF5. Maybe he's so, the agent uh, camp then. Not the could be. Okay, that's possible. Uh, forgive me, what, what does the XO mean? What, what's Executive XO? officer, second in command. Okay. I see, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that, Jim. Hey, no worries. <laughs> it's, it's for the listeners. I understand. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> and we also get our first of many absolutely ridiculous British salutes. <laughs> I, I've seen, you know, active duty British personnel do it. And every time I see it, I just can't help but chuckle myself a little bit. The whole open hand out. I understand the history and where it comes from. It just looks flat out silly and like it should be in Monty Python. It looks absolutely fine to me. Cause that's how I've, I've, I've just always known salutes to be. So I'm guessing <laughs> the you escape. prefer the, the palm facing down, I guess, or palm, palm facing towards the face i guess yeah yeah which we all just did to the camera good uh <laughs> let's see have you ever watched uh ever watched red dwarf the I british sitcom no never seen it. okay there is a character in that called rimmer who is a hologram but that's not important to the, the what i'm saying and he uh creates a salute to his captain it's, it's set in space and it's the most glorious over the top uh flourishing salute in the world so any salute i've seen since then just looks absolutely fine because it doesn't involve like rotating your hand at the wrist five times on its way up to your forehead with a bow and a skip and who knows what else. So this this is just a regular salute to me. Interesting. Did did either of you have you either of you seen uh, the movie uh, The Last Castle by Rod Lurie no. starring Robert Redford yep. and James Gandolfini? Okay. So in that movie, not going to get into the whole uh, what it's all about, but Robert Redford is basically a general who's serving time in a military prison and he teaches another one of the characters, Clifton Collins Jr about the art of salute and you know where where they originally came from and things like that so and the funny thing is in that movie redford himself kept getting the salute wrong (laughs) so he had to do that scene like 20 times before he was actually get it to get it right robert redford what you doing where did he learn to act you know (laughs) with with the salutes we see here like ramsey's salute is crisp it's clean the hand is flat Max, the hand's a bit more curved. I feel like Max's not got his heart into it. Cause he, you know, uh, uh, Ramsey understands the situation he's in, and he's saluting. It, it's, you know, it's the Band of Brothers thing. You, you salute the rank, not the man. Like. Exactly. Whereas Mac is more like, this guy's a nuts. Yeah, I don't want to salute this guy. Like, so he hasn't. He's not like strengthening his hand. He's just going, oh, okay, fine, whatever. I'm going to do it, but I'll kit. Right. What's what's interesting here is that you actually see that you know it's 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 all done in a very polite and respectful way. Mm. That, uh, you know, you have this German uh, officer coming. Uh, I think his name is uh, Strachwitz, played by Harry, <laughs> Harry Rybauer, which I can't tell you anything about his uh, his film history. That that doesn't matter. But but he comes over and he says, will you accompany me, please? You know, it's like, and if I say no, <laughs> you know, it's, it should be come with me or yeah. something to that. You know, he's to me. And, and then I love uh, Max's response to the whole thing. He looks at uh, Ramsey and says, I'll look after your gear, sir. Meaning, okay, what? As a point, you know, he's going to drop it in the dirt? What do you think is going to happen? Exactly. You know, and, and he's already holding it. It's not as if, you know, because uh, Mac is holding his cane before he, he gives it to Ramsey, you know. It is a nice coat as well that, that Jackie takes off. It's got that nice uh, lamb's wool interior. It looks like a, quite a warm day. I'm not surprised he's taken it off, but it's 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 a nice coat. I would like right. that taken care of as well. Right. I mean, it's interesting to to think about what time of year this is because we have absolutely no idea. Um, I mean, we know we know when the the escape 
in the movie happens. It happens in July. Uh, the real escape happened in March. And, uh, a lot and, worse weather than they did yeah. in the film. <laughs> right. And one of the things that they mentioned in the book is the fact that, you know, you only you had escape season was was uh, from the spring <laughs> to the fall because in the winter there was nowhere to dig. You know, the, the ground was too was too hard. Uh, I don't think there's escape this... season. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably try and find the quote. They called it something like that. It's actually like uh, Bugs Bunny and Hilts in the wood, each one turning a sign around. It's rabbit season. It's escape season. Rabbit season. Escape season. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll have to look at that. Maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow I'll be able to tell you guys what what that was called. Yeah, uh, um, Harry Rybauer has appeared in nothing else that I've seen. It seems to be mo- mostly German films and TV shows, which makes sense. And then from there, they they they, they walk into the to, to the office, which is is funny because you have one of the Germans sitting and typing, and it doesn't look like he's really typing anything because at, at one point it seems as if he's he just uses the same finger over and over in the same key. <laughs> he's hunting uh, and pecking. No, but more than that, because he's just doing the same. <laughs> he's uh, not hunting. He's just... yeah. Just pecking the whole time. Important part of life in the military is looking like you're being productive, because as long as you look like it, people won't ask you to do anything else. That's not true. It's not only in the military. It's everything in <laughs> yeah, life. It's, it's every office job. Uh, <laughs> make people think that you're doing something, and they they think you're really busy. There, I'm trying to remember what it was. There was some there was some movie or TV show where someone did nothing the entire time, but he just made himself look busy. Uh, office space uh, could be. <laughs> it works like 15 minutes a week. Uh, yeah. It was 45, 45 minutes of actual work a year. So, and this guy, he has, he has the worst place to sit as well because his boss is just behind him. So his boss is looking at him, seeing how much, how much work he's doing all day and whether he's actually typing or not. That's the worst place to sit. I'd be sorry for this, this typist, this lexicographer, whatever his role is. Oh, do either of you have any more notes for this minute? Nope, I, uh, I've got nothing. Um, That's me, Dan. Jay, do you See, want I'm to... guessing you talked about Mac and uh, Gordon Jackson last week when you first saw him. We touched on him a little bit. He, he's one of my favorite characters as well. And, his his comeuppance getting onto the bus at the end is always one of those it's one of those heartbreaking moments when you just in all film you think oh this time everyone always says like they, whenever they watch the film they think oh, this time uh, Hiltz is going to make the jump on the motorbike for me it's this time Mac's not going to say thank you getting on the bus he's this time he's going to just just ignore him and just carry on whatever <laughs> happens. Oh. Especially when when he you know uh, I think it's Haynes earlier on that that he catches up on it. The oldest uh, in the book. Well, that's that's the irony of. What what I uh, I actually do have one other thing I wanted to say in in the book they actually mentioned that there was there wasn't just a big X there was also a little X and a little S you know they had in each in each barracks they had different people who were who were responsible for everyone in those barracks for that particular job so I thought that was really interesting that the movie doesn't even mention that they say that they have this uh, large organization but well X organization but they never go into the specifics of saying, okay, you're the big X, you're in charge of the planning for everyone, and then here we have, in this barracks, your little X, and your little X1, and your little X2, and yeah, who knows? They use the term big X as though that's, that's Bartlett's nickname across the whole of American military. Like, he is he is big X. Not like he's big X of this camp. And he wasn't uh, even the first big X. There was, uh, there was, an, there was uh, Roger Bruchel, uh, the, the character that, that Bartlett is, is uh, based on, became big X after the original big X actually escaped from one of the camps and he was uh, on a on a boat and uh, the boat capsized and he drowned so he never even found his body if i remember the correctly former big x or the x big x that's true the artist formerly known as big x there we go <laughs> this is horribly bad i've heard that he died so good yeah uh, 
Uh, well, Jay, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Yes, I have a, a personal blog, uh, Life versus Film, that I've been running for a, a long time, but haven't done nearly as many reviews as you'll find on, on Rob's site, on the movie Rob, uh, because, you know, I don't just watch films all day. I just have other things to do. So do I. I just do, the, do it at the same time. Yes. <laughs> I'm not able to, Rob. Uh, I, I don't review a film whilst watching the next one. <laughs> it seems to be that you do. <laughs> and yeah, my, my site, lifevsfilm.com, is where my main goal is going through the 1,001 movies you must see before you die list. I had a goal to do that. Uh, I was supposed to finish it about eight years ago. I've yet to reach halfway. Uh, but The Great Escape is on that list. So hurrah. Deep Blue Sea somehow not on that list. I don't understand why. Uh, but yeah, so I'm reviewing that. Uh, I'm reviewing list films and other lists I'm going through and films I see recently and general updates on my life and generally apologizing for not reviewing more is the main thing I seem to be writing on the site. But yeah, life versus film.com. You, you do that less than you used to. Yes, uh, well, I, I tried to write more. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I found a quote in the book. It, uh, the first tunnel was just under the wire with about eight feet to go to freedom when they ran into a spring and water gushed up and flooded them out. They started another tunnel in another direction. The Germans found it. Winter closed in, and the escape season was temporary over. There you go. You can't hike 200 miles over snow without much food and no shelter to a friendly border. So which which tunnel was it that sprung a leak? No, this is from a different camp. So I, so they, they do mention that, it, that it's called escape season, which uh, I think is really funny. Yes, that is, that is great. I'm going to use that. Yeah, Friday, 5 o'clock is escape season. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you make, guys... sure, make sure it's not during the winter. Well, we hope all of you guys can join us tomorrow. Jay, if you, you've been good, so maybe I'll bring you down to dinner tonight, but you're still not getting out of my basement. Oh, uh, God damn. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the podcast. Review us on whatever podcaster you use. If you want to email us, it's at begreatminute at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group cooler check us out on our website thegreatescapeminute.com or follow us on twitter at greatescapemxm tally ho tally ho tally ho